Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. <laughs> yeah. What up? This is Dr. Dre. The party's going on. <laughs> Thank God it's Friday. The Hammer and Nigel Show. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there with a special guest on the DriveHubler.com hotline. It's been a week. It's been a wild week, a lot of different stories, and we always like to have Tommy Piggott, uh, the Rapid Response Director of the RNC, join us to kind of give us a look back at the week that was. Tommy, let's start with the sweetheart plea deal of Hunter Biden's falling apart. There was a lot of things going on here. We may or may not have had prank phone calls. We may or may not have had a ticked off judge. Tell me your thoughts. Well, my first thought is that it's just absurd. I mean, this this totally reinforces the credibility of the IRS whistleblowers because it seems to me that they're that, that this was either rushed or not thought through. I mean, in what scenario does this happen? I mean, CNN was talking about how rare it is that a plea deal would collapse like this in court, and so I, like I said, I think this reinforces the need to really take what the IRS whistleblowers are saying credibly that their allegations of political interference and that there was blocking because this this all seems rushed and at the very least not well thought out and that should be incredibly concerning when we're dealing with extremely serious allegations like the ones that hunter and his family face i mean i just thought it was funny like the judge i have a feeling in this case does not like to be messed with and they walked in there and there was that part about you know does hunter have immunity from future char from future charges he doesn't automatically just get future immunity blanket immunity (laughs) just because he's pleading guilty to tax fraud and gun charges like what was that yeah i mean it also shows the arrogance of the hunter's team the arrogance of what i assume is hunter who probably approves of this legal strategy i mean this is a a man who, by his own admission, had almost no qualifications to serve on any of the boards he was serving on. Uh, you know, it, it really is incredibly concerning. It also shows that they have a little bit of a worry that there's other charges that might be coming exactly. down the pipeline here, I think. Um, the Farrah charge. actually happened. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, if there was equal justice under the law, they probably should be concerned about that. I mean, there's been some allegations that there is this two-tier system of justice based off of the whistleblowers. That's also what's interesting about this is that this seemed like it was destined to be completed. This seemed like this plea agreement was destined to be approved until those IRS whistleblowers came forward and really sounded some serious allegations, really uh, groundbreaking political uh, interference if those allegations are true. Yeah. That, yeah it, so it, it, it kind of reinforced that this, this plea agreement was not well thought out. This plea agreement was not was not done thoroughly. Uh, and I think that, you know, there needs to be a, a kind of a sense of going back to the drawing board, making sure that Hunter Biden is fully investigated and making sure we listen to what the IRS whistleblowers are saying. And, and not only that big picture here, and we always talk about the, this on, on, on our show, Hammer, it's really not about Hunter Biden. The big picture is it's about the big guy. I mean, the judge asked Hunter if he took money from the Chinese. He said, yes, we're giving hundreds of millions. He took money from Ukraine, and now we're giving hundreds, we're giving billions of dollars to Ukraine. It just seems like, it, is it too far of a conspiracy theory for me? You know, put, put on the tinfoil hat. It just seems like there's a lot of uh, potential money laundering going on with this family 
Well, I don't think you need a tinfoil hat to say <laughs> Hunter Biden was making millions of dollars off of countries where his father was actively engaged in policy. Yes. I mean, that's a fact uh, that's been proven by the bank records, that's been shown by the House Oversight Committee. I mean, Ukraine itself, Biden was of his own bragging, the point person under the Biden, uh, under the Obama administration uh, during that time when Hunter was trying to make a ton of money out of Ukraine. So you have example after example of areas where Biden is publicly a point person on policy, but Hunter goes and then collects hundreds of thousands, if not millions and millions of dollars, $8.3 million over a short period of time. I mean, and then on top of that, the way that Hunter was getting money, is it's, it's literally like a mafia family. You have diamonds and Porsches that are reportedly being given to Hunter Biden. It's, 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 it's not even something that you can make up in a crime fiction novel. Uh, I don't think any reasonable person could look at this, look at all the millions of dollars that Hunter was raking in, and assume that everyone that was giving him all this money was getting nothing in return, except for an extremely underqualified point person to have on their board for the purpose of putting on their website. I don't think that's why anyone was giving Hunter millions of dollars. Tommy Piggott is the Rapid Response Director for the RNC, joining us here on the Hammer and Nigel Show. Tommy, what would you say to somebody that, you know, comes up to you or maybe sends you a message on social media that says, Donald Trump's the one facing all these charges. Donald Trump's got all the indictments and a couple more charges came out recently. Nothing has happened with the Bidens yet. Why don't you guys focus on what's real and what's not reality? Do you get that kind of stuff a lot? I see that from the left a lot. I think it's kind of a, a very odd and honestly pathetic whataboutism. I mean, fundamentally, Joe Biden is president of the United States right now. He's occupying the Oval Office, and we're having serious allegations of a political pay-for-play scandal, of influence peddling, of millions of dollars potentially being going to his family, uh, bank records indicating this, and also a, a huge degree of evidence that it's indicating that Joe Biden not only knew about all this but was involved. I mean, these are incredibly serious allegations, and I think that anyone who wants to distract from that to talk about uh, Donald Trump only really brings up two issues. One, that they, they seemingly don't care about potential corruption in the White House or else they care about Joe Biden, uh, who is in the White House right now. And two, they seemingly don't care about the two-tier system of justice, given the fact that there's a huge amount of evidence that shows that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden are involved in some sort of influence peddling scheme. That's what the evidence indicates, or at the very least, we should have a huge investigation of that, and every single American should be demanding answers on that front. So any sort of Democrat that is deciding to completely ignore the evidence right in front of their own eyes, where there should be outrage and demands for accountability, shows that they're not credible on this issue, shows that they're actually all their calls for transparency and accountability are completely empty and shows that they care more about power and defending Joe Biden than actually delivering answers for the American people. Tommy, you bring up the words transparency and accountability. White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre provided none of that this past week. On the rare occasion, she could actually answer a question without saying she didn't know, she didn't check, you know, had no idea. It was a changing of words that caught my attention this week. So the story went from Joe Biden never even spoke with Hunter about some of his business dealings, and now it's been changed to they've never worked together. This has been a bad week for Corrine Jean-Pierre, hasn't it been? Uh, it has been. And what I found kind of ironic about her change that had never been in business According to the Daily Mail, they shared a bank account. So, I mean, I don't know if that qualifies as never being in business or not. But, I mean, sharing a bank account, paying each other's bills, 
sharing an office, having keys to the same office. I mean, at a certain point, even that explanation uh, doesn't really ring true when you look at the details here. Uh, but, I mean, it's really clear change in what they said. It's a clear change in their story. And it's interesting that the only people that haven't changed their story are the IRS whistleblowers. It seems like every single time Joe Biden tells a claim, especially about Hunter Biden, it's disproven within a matter of weeks or months. And I think that should show that he has zero credibility on this issue. And also the White House's insistence that they can't comment on Hunter Biden or anything involving the Biden's influence peddling is absurd, given that Biden has commented on it. Biden, as president of the United States, has said that his family has not made money from China, has said that Hunter has done nothing wrong, has said that he's proud of his son, has said that he defends his family, that his family has done absolutely nothing wrong. All those things have been proven not true in terms of you have Hunter Biden, who was in the end of this plea agreement at the very least, admitting to doing something wrong. You have bank records and Hunter's own admission that he got money from China. So Biden himself has commented on it. The idea that KJP, Karine Jean-Pierre, can't comment on the Hunter investigation flies in the face of they are commenting on it already. Americans just want the truth. So that's what she's really saying is that you can't give the truth to the American people. And what's so funny is yesterday she she commented about the possibility that Joe Biden would pardon Hunter Biden. And she said, no, absolutely not. White House, there's no possibility that that would happen. You know why she said that is because Hunter is going to wind up getting a slap on the wrist and there will be no need for a pardon. It's a little disingenuous to say, uh, no, this is a separate, uh, you know, he's a private citizen and he won't get pardoned. Well, that's because he's going to get a slap on the wrist. We know how this is going to end, right? Right. No, I think they're very confident of that happening. Uh, And I think that also, again, raises questions about what the IRS whistleblower is saying here in terms of political interference. Uh, But also, I think... We should save that clip because I have a feeling if, uh, you know, the truth is exposed here even more and Mm -hmm. we learn more and more and every single day the evidence mounts, uh, we might, you know, be having a flip-flop on our hands. So I wouldn't necessarily say that her saying that actually speaks for the administration because there's been so many times where she has said something that's either not true or has been quickly reversed within a matter of weeks. Uh, So we'll see what actually happens here. Uh, And I'm also, uh, we'll see what happens with the House Oversight. Uh, really continues to pursue this investigation because they're really getting a lot of evidence here that raises a lot of red flags. And and I think if I was the Bidens, I'd be really worried about what the House Oversight Committee is finding in terms of the bank records and the wire transfers and the money flows. I mean, it's it's really shocking stuff. Yeah, but they they can only do so much, man. They can hand over all the evidence in the world to Merrick Garland and the Department of Justice. And I think you and I both know, uh, and Hammer probably the same, that I, I have no faith in Merrick Garland and the Department of Justice to prosecute. And unfortunately, I think that that lack of faith right now is is probably the wise position in the sense that Merrick Garland has shown he's more interested or he allows his Justice Department to pursue people that oppose the administration's political viewpoints as opposed to actually having an equal standard in the law. So the, the IRS whistleblower is coming forward was huge in, in raising a lot of these allegations and raising a lot of these red flags. Uh, so, so we'll see yeah. what happens there. I mean, we also need answers of Merrick Garland and the Justice Department story has changed, too, in terms of what power David Weiss had and when. Uh, and so we need to hear under oath from people that were involved in these decisions because right now the irs whistleblowers are the only ones with any credibility in this tommy we got about a minute left here uh there were a couple big hearings 
in Washington this past week. One of them focused on the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan, and another one that had some powerful, powerful moments was the transgender surgeries for minors hearing. A couple folks that were detransitioning, speaking to lawmakers. Uh, Tell me what caught your interest. Well, for the Afghanistan issue for me is really a profound one in the sense that Biden just a few weeks ago when he was asked if he has any regrets, pounded the podium and said he was right. He said, quote, I was right about Afghanistan when he promised a safe withdrawal and said there was chaos. He promised to defend and back American troops. And we had an attack on the airport that killed 13 service members. That chaos is something that I think is seared into the minds of every American who, who saw that. Uh, it really was a, a black moment in our, in, our, in our nation's history. Uh, And I think for him to say I was right shows that he has no remorse, he has no empathy, and he has no interest in holding anyone accountable, especially himself. And I think that is so stereotypical, the perfect example of who Joe Biden is as president, a president who is willing to, to sacrifice what's right in order to defend himself and is too stubborn to admit his own mistakes. And that, for me, is, is such an important moment of remembering why Joe Biden has disqualified himself for re-election. He is the Rapid Response Director for the RNC, Tommy Piggott. Check out some of his work at RNC Research. Tommy, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next Friday. Hey, thanks for having me on. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.